The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. Grief isn't limited to the loss of loved ones. We can experience the emotion when anything significant slips away. A dream, a goal, or a path we never had the chance to explore. How do we deal with grief tied to rejection in our job search or career? Today, we're talking all about overcoming career grief. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn's managing editor for jobs and career development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home, and everywhere in between. Okay, imagine that you just wrapped up an interview for a job that you think will unlock the rest of your career. A few days later, you learn the employer selected another candidate. If you've ever been a job seeker, You've probably experienced this at some point while looking for work. You may feel a range of emotions when you're in this position. One of those emotions is likely grief. How do you process that emotion and move forward? It's not easy, but our guest today is Brittany Cole. She is the CEO of Career Thrivers and teaches professionals to be resilient in the face of uncertainty. Her book, Thrive Through It is a guide on resilience, empathy, and allyship, both in the office and our personal lives. Brittany is joining us to offer those of us experiencing career grief tools to overcome and thrive. Before we get to the conversation, though, I want to let you know that Brittany will join us on Monday, April 10th at noon Eastern time on Get Hired Live to go deeper into this topic and answer your questions. You can find the RSVP link for Get Hired Live in the show notes. Now, back to today's conversation with Brittany. I am an inroader, and if you aren't familiar with Inroads, it's a career development organization that has been focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion for over 50 years. So I am a graduate of the University of Tennessee at Knoxville. I was on a political science communications pre-law track and was introduced to corporate America and to Pfizer specifically through Inroad. I love speaking and sharing with people. And so I was doing a lot of that inside of my organization and then got into coaching. That's fantastic. And you are out with a recent LinkedIn learning course. And what I really liked and grasped onto was the idea of career grief. Can you tell us what career grief is and how to identify it? Sure. So any expectation that we have that something was going to go a certain way or we had an experience that we wanted to have happen and it turned out that it didn't, whether you lose the job or don't get the job, often can initiate this same emotional response that we think of as grief. But oftentimes we only think about grief through this narrow lens of, you know, we have an experience of the loss of a loved one. We have these expectations of who we might be and become and what we might experience. And when those things don't happen, oftentimes we have this same experience of 
grief. And so I think when we're thinking about our career and making that journey, it's important that we recognize that we are managing what's happening to us internally. How do you respond when those things happen and not react? And how do you take care of your mental well-being as you're navigating going from where you are now to your next career? I remember when I came to LinkedIn, I left my previous employer and I came here and I was so happy. But then I felt this really weird feeling. And it was a form of grief because I had tied my identity so much to my job that when I switched employers, I felt like I lost a piece of that identity. How do you suggest they actually focus on the idea that, you know, you're more than your career and that you find your identity elsewhere and not just at your office or at your workplace? So when we think about how we navigate the world, we are sometimes taught that like you leave your personal self at the door, right? You show up as the professional version of you when really that's not true. It's not real, right? We show up with all of who we are, all of what we believe, all of what we experience in every space that we're in. And so when we think about what we believe, one belief that I think is important is that my worth, my W-O-R-T-H, isn't connected to my work. And if you work at a Fortune 100 or Fortune 500, you know, there's brand equity that's connected to that. People say, hey, oh my gosh, you work at LinkedIn? Like, you are somebody, right? You work for Pfizer, you are somebody. And so there's this association that comes with that. But I think the internal work as a growing professional, as a growing leader, is to think, hey, I am who I am. I'm worthy by mere nature of my existence. And my work is what I choose to do. And so this value of ownership is really important to me. And I think of ownership through the lens of I own my career. It's my career. So I'm adding value wherever I choose to go next. You know, and you take that belief with you and it really impacts how you show up. Going back to career grief, I wanted to talk a little bit about what you know so much about, which is thriving and you are the author of Thrive Through It. And when you find yourself mourning something in your career. For job seekers who are listening, maybe they have just been passed over for a position and they got right to the end of the interview cycle and they get the, sorry, but we've decided to go with someone else. When you feel that grief, what should you do? Yeah. So I walked through kind of these nine phases of like how to really move through it. And I would encapsulate it by saying, I think one of the biggest areas to focus on is acknowledging how you feel. And what I find happens so often is that we want to project sometimes an image that isn't true about how we're actually experiencing the job search process. And I think that does us a disservice first, and it definitely does the people that we work with or want to work with a disservice. So I think the first thing to do is to recognize the focus is not on how do you get over it? Or how do you pretend that that's not there? It doesn't matter. I'm going to power through it. I'm going to prove that I'm strong and pause for a minute and say, actually, instead of trying to get over it or go around it, how do I move through it? And so that's been really important to me to just be able to acknowledge what I'm feeling. This is how not getting the job impacted me. I am disappointed and it's okay to name those emotions and then figure out how you can move forward from there. My colleague, Leah Smart, she recently did an episode of her podcast in the arena about the benefits of being specific about your emotions. It's really mind-blowing when you actually do sort of be specific about what you're feeling. It's not just sort of the idea that you're happy or sad. There's a whole spectrum in there in between. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, more with Brittany Cole. 
The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the LinkedIn Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with Brittany Cole, CEO of Career Thrivers. I want to turn the conversation to the idea of thriving. And what I like is that in what you do, it seems like you sort of admit, listen, you're going to feel bad sometimes. You're going to feel those emotions. It's about working through them, right? Yeah. Uh, I call it in the book, Identifying the Loss. Because one of the things that I recognized when I was going through my own healing process was that there was a lot of guilt that was connected to my grief that I didn't even recognize I was experiencing because I didn't take the time to stop and really acknowledge how I actually felt. I was trying to just move on to the next thing. And so I think it starts with kind of this like rubber band image. And I think oftentimes we think about resilience as being able to bounce back. And it gives us this thought that we have to be so quick, right? Whatever the loss, the change, the challenge that happens to prove that we are fine. And one, I had to learn through therapy, fine isn't a feeling. But two, I had to really sit with myself and say, is that actually how this works? Like when something hard happens, when you don't get the job, when you study, when you've been through nine rounds of an interview process, right? You don't get it. Do you really bounce back? And I would say instead of really trying to bounce back, it's how do you move through it with purpose, with curiosity? What am I meant to learn through this? And for me, that's what thriving looks like. It's genuine almost, because Mm -hmm. I think we all know those people who say, I'm going to have a can-do attitude no matter what. So I like the idea (laughs) of being genuine because, you know, you could sort of admit the hard times. You could say, listen, you know, I didn't get that job that I really wanted, and I thought I was going to get it. So I think that tinge of realism is often so important to that whole conversation. And how do you actually go from surviving to thriving? You know, what are those tools that people can employ when they feel that grief, when they sort of experience a loss in their job search or career? Yeah, I think one of the first things is to acknowledge sometimes the difference. Sometimes we don't recognize that we're in this 
kind of constant state of survival mode. And it's our body's kind of natural response to not feeling safe. You kind of have these fight, flight, or freeze reactions in those moments. And sometimes we find ourselves kind of operating from that place all the time. And so I think it starts with really getting real. And so really recognizing what it is that you want that comes through evaluating where you are and then making the adjustment is the A of real. And then the L of real is my favorite. It's about losing the cape. And that's where that vulnerability comes into play, where you're able to say, listen, whether you were on a track and your aspirations changed and you're having a conversation with the manager about why you want to switch from sales to marketing or whether you're in the midst of a job search process and you had a gap in your career and you're like, how do I talk about this year and a half that's off? Well, you talk about the year and a half that was off, right? From a spirit of, I don't have to pretend that I have it all together or that I have all the answers. I can say, hey, I took a a sabbatical for a year and a half. Here's what I learned. Here's how I believe that that positions me well for this next experience and I'm really excited to talk to you about it. And so I think that getting real first with ourselves and then taking that boldness and that vulnerability into how we communicate with other people is how we navigate and really shift from barely surviving to boldly thriving. The next thing I wanted to ask you about is something that I think a lot of people experience, which is a grief spiral. Like it could be an anxiety attack almost where Something goes wrong and then you just focus on every challenge that you're facing and you start to think the cards are stacked against you. How do you suggest people stop and actually shift their mindset? Yeah, I think one way to do that is to let people in to where you are. So I had an experience when I was at Pfizer after I transitioned from sales into marketing moved from Tennessee. I was living in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the time. I'm a native of Nashville. Moved to the middle of Manhattan. So complete culture shift. Three months after that, my mom died unexpectedly. And so in this process of going back to work, and I'll never forget this one day in particular where I was having a meeting with my leaders, leaders, leader. We're about to talk about these budget shifts. Like I've got to be on. And about 15 minutes before the meeting started, I looked at the phone because my mom would call me throughout the day and I just start bawling. And so I'm like, I do not have time for this right now. I've got this big meeting, you know, my leader is waiting on me. And so I remember sending her a quick little email, you know, to let her know I'd be there about five minutes after our meeting time, clear up my mascara that's running everywhere. And I walk into our office to sit down and I'll never forget this, Andrew. I sit down and she asks me, Brittany, how are you doing? And it wasn't the like flyby, how are you doing? But I could tell. And I remember in that moment thinking, okay, I have a choice to make. I can answer this the way that I always answer. I'm fine, right? Because I'm on your time and we have Mm -hmm. something important to talk about. Or I could lean into vulnerability, as Brene Brown would say, and really share. And I, I don't know what came over me in that moment, but I chose the latter and I shared with her what had happened a few minutes earlier. And I'll never forget, she like reached over and closed my laptop down, you know, don't worry about the presentation. And she said, Brittany, if you ever have this moment, that's why we've got a team here, you know. And I don't remember, Andrew, that I ever had to take her up on that, but I can't explain like the weight that was lifted off of my shoulders by hearing her say that. And more than a message around how leaders can lead with empathy, it was a reminder for me to lead with vulnerability, to say, hey, I've got to do more of this to share what's actually going on. So I just really encourage people that are wearing the cape, hey, lose the cape. You can show up as you are. No one's going to think anything less of you. And you can let people into your space to actually get the support that you need to thrive. Yeah. And also, I think one of the things that that brings to mind is the support network that you have around you. And obviously, you could find those in your personal life. You can have those friends that you lean on, your family members, but also at work. Because if you are a job seeker, I think it's really important 
that you focus on the culture and you actually take a look at who am I working with? Are these people that will empathize with me, that understand that life happens? They have that very big mindset where it's your personal life is personal. When you're here, it's all business. And, you know, if that works for them, fantastic. I'm happy for you. But I think for the vast majority of people, they don't operate like that. How do you suggest people actually find places to work where they find people like you had, where it's like your boss's boss's boss, since they set that tone? It certainly can be challenging before you're inside. And so one thing that I think is amazing that we have at our fingertips today that I don't know that I leveraged as much, um, and to send a message, hey, I'd love to learn more about this department. I see you're connected to someone that works on this team. Do you have 10 minutes? Here are three options that work for me. Would love to schedule a call with you, you know? And so I think it's about putting yourself in the position, whether it's virtually on a platform like LinkedIn or even in your own community, you know, looking for opportunities to attend networking events where you can take that opportunity to get to know people and to kind of get a sense of what is the culture? What are the people like? And then Again, I think just the power of being vulnerable in mindful moments does wonders for really sharing and revealing what people are actually like and what an organization is actually like. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really good idea to lean into that vulnerability even during your interviews and see how they react or just even to the mention of your personal life might be interesting. And before I let you go, for job seekers that are facing an uphill battle, what would your advice be for them? We've talked a lot about this internal work, this self-awareness work. And for some people, it's like, well, what does that look like? So from a practical standpoint, make sure that you know your visa, your V-I-S-A. Your V stands for your values. What are your personal values? I think when you're looking for a role, ensuring that there's values alignment is critical. The I is for interest. What are you naturally curious about? Does the role or the roles that you're looking at spark that curiosity within you? The S is for your strengths. As you're searching and looking for job opportunities, what are those opportunities to work in alignment with what you're naturally good at? And the A is for your abilities. What are those areas, those competencies that you've developed and you've learned to do really well? And if you can find a role that connects all four of those for you, that certainly is ideal. Yeah, such great pieces of advice. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us. Thank you, Andrew. That was Brittany Cole, CEO of Career Thrivers. Remember, it's up to you to put our advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue this conversation. In fact, ask Brittany your own questions on Monday, April 10th at noon Eastern time on Get Hired Live. You can find the RSVP link in today's show notes. Also, if you find this episode helpful, leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. It helps people like you find the show. And of course, we'll continue this conversation next week, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow. Lolia Briggs is our associate producer. Asaf Gidron engineered our show. Joda Georgie mixed our show. Dave Pond is head of news production. Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer. Courtney Coop is head of original programming for LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Seaman. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.